Hi, this is Rick Thompson, the pastor at Living Water Community Church. This is our podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message builds your faith and blesses you. Please enjoy it. Amen. I want to welcome you all here. I want to welcome those who are joining us online and live stream. We just want to say Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas. And that uh, Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. Amen. The prophet Isaiah saw that some 700 years before Jesus came on the scene when he said, well, we've been in a series that we've been calling, He Shall Be Called. And he said, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, he says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And again, if you're wondering who he's referring to, he's talking about Jesus. He saw that 700 years before that. And it's that last verse of the reason why we've been doing um, I Speak the Name of Jesus, because we believe that in the name of Jesus, there's power. Amen? In the name of Jesus, in what Jesus has done, there is freedom, there's deliverance. But the Bible also says that he shall be called the Prince of Peace. How many people need peace today? Amen? They need peace. It's just as important as all the names because God knows we need peace in this world. Now, concerning, concerning Christmas, it's just four days away. Are you all ready? I know we're not. We still got stuff to do. But uh, most of the world's focus, or at least in this country, is, is on getting material things. And, th- and those things are nice to get. I, I hope under your tree you get a lot of things this year. But the truth is, all that stuff that we get under the tree has a shelf life. Amen? It means it's only temporary. It's here today and gone tomorrow. I, and we like to joke because I'm, I'm up to like, we're up to like nine grandkids. And every year we fill their houses with more plastic stuff. So we go shopping for more plastic stuff. And the plastic stuff may last a little bit longer than the other stuff. But it's all going to end up in a landfill somewhere at some point. But the gift that Jesus gives us isn't temporary, it's eternal, amen? And it's built to last the test of time, and it represents not just what I believe to be the perfect Christmas gift, but I believe it to be the greatest gift anyone could receive or give, the greatest gift. Now, the prophet Isaiah didn't only see Jesus' birth at the cradle, he also saw his death at the cross. He, he, he witnessed all of it. He saw the birth. Unto us a child is born. Unto, unto us a, 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 he shall be given. But he also saw in Isaiah 53, 5, he said, But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. And, 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 and we've We've gone our own way. We've all left his path. We've left God's path to follow our own. But he says, yet the Lord laid on him, on Jesus, the sins of us all. The sins of us all. So it's on the cross that Jesus declared that all of our sins are paid in full. You remember when he died, right before he died, he said, it is finished. What was he saying? He was saying, it's paid in full. What was paid in full? Well, the scripture says the wages of sin is death. And all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what did God do? He saw that everybody blows it. Not everybody. Who does right all the time? Don't raise your hand. We, we, the, the Bible talks about the, um, in the Jewish tradition, there's something like 600 commandments. We can't get past 10 of them. We can't. Who always honors their parents? Who have, who's, already, who's always done that? Who's always put God first? Who's never looked at someone with lust in their eyes? Don't lie. Who, who, who has never taken anything, even a small thing that didn't belong to you? You can just go through 10 of them and we would fail them miserably. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages, what we deserve is death or eternal separation from the Father. But he didn't stop there. That wouldn't be good news. The good news is that the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Free to you and me. But cost Jesus everything. Does that make sense? And so on the cross, he paid it all. And when we receive the Prince of Peace, we, we become eligible to receive the gift of peace. Now, let me explain. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 27, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. Come on, somebody. He says, so don't be troubled or afraid. So he's point blank telling us there are people looking for peace, you, 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 and they're trying to buy it on the bottom of a bottle or pills or they're running from bed to bed. And all these things that they're doing is offering a temporary peace. Jesus says, no, I'm the one that brings the peace. The world can't give it to you. I'm hoping someone is listening to me online. You're looking for peace in all the wrong places. Amen. And Jesus says it's found in me. Everyone deals with fears and anxieties at some level in their life. And Jesus is saying that he's the antidote to all of it. This was confirmed by the angelic announcement at his birth in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. He says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. And I love what the angel said, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Now listen to me, somebody did the math. I didn't do the math. Somebody did the math. They figured out that the Bible says some 365 times, do not be afraid or fear not as it relates to the Lord. How many days do we have in a year? That's one for every single day. God does not want us to be fearful as it relates to this world or whatever you're going through. He says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for who? All the for all the people. Turn to somebody and say, that includes you. Turn to someone else that says, that includes me too. It's good news for all of us. All of us in America and in, and in Japan and in Europe and in India and in Africa, it's good news, it says, for all the people. And then he tells us what the good news is. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Folks, when we realize that the peace and the favor that God wants is for us, we will start experiencing Jesus 
in a different way. And I want to give you at least two powerful ways that peace manifests or can potentially manifest in your life and in my life. The first way is that we can have, listen to me, peace with God. Peace with God. Now, there are some people who think they already have it. I promise you, you don't if you don't know Jesus. He says we can have peace with God. Now, Romans chapter 5, it says, it says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have, what does it say? Peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Why did what, why did what Jesus did on the cross bring peace with God? Because the scripture says sin separates us from the Father. And because of that sin, what we deserve is eternal separation from God. But God so loved you and God so loved me that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So in that moment, God, the moment I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord, he brings me peace with God because my sins are no longer a problem. Jesus paid it all. Amen? Amen. Jesus paid it all. And so... It goes on to say we don't earn it, we don't work for it. All we have to do is repent from our own works and believe what God has done. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, uh, and this not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no man may boast. And these, these scriptures are put in there for those of us who thinks that, think that we're going to be good enough to get to heaven. If you could be good enough to get to heaven, how good do you have to be? If you can be good enough, why did Jesus have to come? The Bible says there will be no boasting in heaven. You're not going to get there one day, and I'm not going to get there one day and say, God, you are lucky to have me. You think you're going to... Uh, you know, rattle off your credentials. Well, I gave this homeless person $2 and I helped, you know, my neighbor mow the lawn and I did this and all. You, you don't understand how, how short you fall from, for, from the glorious standard of God. None of us makes it without the righteous sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Amen. I hope someone's listening to me today. And because of what he's done, it's by grace we've been saved through faith. Believe what the Bible says. And this not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no man may boast. What's the obvious thing to do when somebody offers you a gift? You take it and you say thank you. You are grateful for what God has done. Because in that one act, God offers us peace with God. The wrath of God no longer abides on you. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. And so the result of peace with God is a new beginning. I don't care what kind of life you've lived in the past, you, your life can start brand new the moment you accepted Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I didn't say it. Believe what the word of God says. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a, help me out somebody, a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has Begun, and in verse 18, he tells us again what it's all about. He says, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ 
And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. So all of it is a gift. All of it is a gift from God. Romans 8, 1 says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit, listen, listen, has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. In other words, God did not sacrifice his son to forgive us, to, get, to, to purchase forgiveness for us for the sins that are in our lives so that we can continue with the sins in our lives. The willful sins. None of us are perfect in ourselves. But God has given you and I the power to break those sinful patterns in our life through the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. Greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. And it gives us the ability to have a new life in him. So first he offers us peace with God. But he doesn't stop there. Once we, once we have accepted Jesus Christ, he goes the next step and he offers us peace, the peace of God. Oh, my goodness. Listen to me. And this is what the peace of God Jesus spoke about in John 14, 27, the peace of mind and peace of heart. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about, help me somebody, anything. Do you, think, do you, do you believe anything means anything? What are you worried about right now? The bills, relationship issues, what's going on in the world? Is there something physical happening in your body? He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Now watch this. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Watch His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I promise you it's better than a pill, better than a bottle, better than, you know, your yoga classes, whatever you're doing. This peace is a supernatural peace that he's referring to, and it's it's the way it's, it's, he doesn't necessarily take the storms out of our lives, but what he does is he He calms you in the midst of the storm. And he gives you the assurance that he's got your back. He's not abandoning you to your circumstance. What are you going through tonight? What are your struggles, your challenges? What are the things that you are facing? He wants you to know you're not facing them alone. There's a reason why why the angel told Joseph and Mary, Joseph in the dream, he shall be called Emmanuel. Help me out what Emmanuel means again. Help me, somebody. God with us. And then Paul went so far as to declare in Romans that if God is for us, who can be against us? Well, verse 7 gives us the key, and I'm closing. But he says, his peace will guard your hearts and your minds, listen, listen, as you live in Christ Jesus. I'm not talking about visiting once or twice a year for Christmas and Easter. I used to, I used to preach at a Baptist church, and we all wore suits back then. And, <laughs> and I would always wear my Christmas tie at Easter and an Easter tie at Christmas 
until somebody asked me, well, why do you do that? And I said, well, because that's, that's going to be the next time I see some of you, Christmas or Easter. That is not living in Christ. Come on, somebody. I'm not talking about visiting for a day like we visit Disneyland or we visit a, 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 a Airbnb. What do they call those? B or whatever. The Airbnb. I'm talking about what is your address? The Bible calls us that we can, tells us that we can have peace with God if we get to a place where we allow him to come into our lives, into our hearts, and we allow him to dwell with us, to walk with us, and to talk with us. Then he says, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And when you do that, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart in Christ Jesus. Financial problems, nonsense happening on the news. The storms may not go away, but what will change is he's deposited peace in your heart. And some people might say, well, what's wrong with you? (laughs) What you taking? You can tell them I'm taking Jesus. (laughs) And he's given me peace. Now, listen, this is the critical part. Because just like on Christmas, I love Christmas because the the kids, and now my kids are grown, now we get to watch the grandkids. But what happens when Christmas morning, you know, a lot of times you don't get much sleep because they're like like chomping at the bits. And they're ready to run downstairs, and I'm always always wanting to sleep in. So my my mom, me, Deborah's always giving me a hard time. But the kids wanted to run downstairs, and what they want to do, they want to get under the tree, and they wanted to tear open all this. They were looking for every gift that had their name on it. And they couldn't wait to open it. Well, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in the manger, is a gift from our Heavenly Father. And it's held out to the world. And what would be strange is there is no gift left under that tree with your name on it or with one of my kids' name on it. You know why? Because it had your name on it. It makes no sense to leave an unwrapped gift under a tree. But that's exactly what the world has done with Jesus. First of all, they've tried to, cha- they've tried to shift Christmas into stuff that in the end really doesn't matter. Come on, somebody. I mean, they've got you running around like chickens without heads and putting up, you know, elves on shelves and Santas and all this other nonsense. And the reason for the holiday is in the name. Christmas. Christ Mass. It's about the birth of Christ. Amen? And he offers himself as a gift. And for some of us, we've taken that gift, we've opened it up, we've applied it to ourselves, and we've said, thank you, Lord. We've realized the magnitude that this is the greatest gift that anyone could ever give. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him. But for some of you, your name is on this gift, and it's still sitting there. And that makes no sense. And it will do you absolutely no good. Not peace with God or the peace with God. As long as you do not 
apply that gift of Jesus to your life. And so the way you do that is you simply acknowledge what the Bible says is true about us. It says all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death. It says the man or woman who declares they have no sin is a liar and the truth is not in him. We've just gone through the exercise. All of us fall short. So we can all admit it. Yes, I have sinned. Okay? But the next step is to believe that Jesus is God's son and that God sent him as a sacrifice for my sins and your sins. And that there aren't many ways to salvation. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And when he said that, he meant I am the only way, the only truth, and the only life. And he told us in case we don't understand what he's saying, he says, no one will come to the Father unless they come through me. And so I've got to believe that Jesus is God's son and that he paid that perfect, uh, he who knew no sin became sin for me. And on the cross where Isaiah saw him, born in the cradle, he didn't stay in the cradle. He rose and then he lived a sinless life and then he went to the, a, a cross, a cruel cross, not for his own sins, but for my sins and your sins, for the sins of the world. And when I placed my trust in him and acknowledged that that's what God did for me, by faith, that's when it's by grace you've been saved through faith and this not of yourself, it is a gift. Ha, there's that word. We should do a study because the word gift is all over the Bible. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish. I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus is God's son. And then I confess my faith in him and I put my trust in him. I ask for forgiveness. And that's how you open the gift and apply it to your life. And then he says, now you get to learn. Now you get to be introduced to the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. Now you start to experience him as Emmanuel, the God who is with us. If you've not yet done that in your life and, or you're not sure, it'd be my privilege and my honor before we go into the candlelight service part of our, uh, portion of our message to just lead you in a prayer of asking Jesus to come into your life and come into your heart. Is that all right? I'm going to ask everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes. And if you've not yet accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord, or you'd like to recommit your life to him, and you'd like for me to pray for you, and I'm not going to call you out, but every head is bowed, every eyes closed. Just slip up your hands and say, Pastor Rick, I want that. I would, like, I would like that prayer today. Just slip up your hands. And I don't have to see your hands. I see your hands. Anybody else? I see you back there. Anyone else? No one's looking around. I see you. I see your hands. And I don't have to see your hand. God sees your hand, those who are watching. But say something like this from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner. I have made mistakes. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I ask you to come into my life and come into my heart. I believe that Jesus is God's son, that the sacrifice that he paid 2,000 years ago on the cross, he didn't pay for his own sins. He paid for my sins. And I confess my faith in him today. I ask you to come into my life, 
come into my heart. Fill me with your spirit. From this day forward, Lord, I want to walk with you and I want to talk with you. Thank you that because you live, I shall live as well. Have your way in my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so very much for listening to this message. We hope you were truly blessed. If you were, please subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and share it with a friend. Doing so will cause the seeds of God's word and the message of his love to spread like wildfire. So thanks again for partnering with us in this important way. Stay thirsty for Christ, my friends, until the whole world hears. God bless.